How's it going? Welcome to the 105 Way Podcast. I'm your host, JL. And your co-host, Patricia. And on this episode, we have the wonderful, fantastic Colin himself, the person who is behind all the compliments that I have gotten for the website. I'd love to say uh, uh, that, you know, I did it all by myself. Uh, But, you know, when it was just me, um, I asked Colin, you know, try to create something as basic as possible and we'll just grow from there. And then Patricia got added, Byron got added, more people got added and the website has grown ever since. But that chef, right? I may have brought the burger out, but the person in the back kitchen, here he is today, Colin, my man, how you doing today? I'm all right. Thanks for having me. And uh, anybody that you try to say that you did it yourself, if they know you at all, they're going to be like, you could barely work email, Jason. You, you're not making <laughs> website. That is very true. <laughs> <laughs> how long did it take you to teach me even how to use Canva? I think that took uh, took a little bit too long. I, I don't think I gave you too many lessons on that. You, I think you, you kind of took your own reins on it, but you took the lead of realizing that instead of getting charged to make things, you could make things easily with Canva. And I'm a huge, huge ad- advocate of just about everybody I work with. If they don't use, it's not something you use for every single thing that you need. There's things you need Photoshop. There's things you need Illustrator for, but for 80 or 90% of things or you know, even if you're just looking for a stock photo, you can't beat Canva. I agree. I agree. And so, um, we're going to go ahead and get started with you doing most of the talking because a lot of our authors always ask about two things out of a multitude of things, but two primary things that they all ask about are websites and marketing. Um, and so you specialize in both um, and you're good at both. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself first, and then we can go ahead and dive into why is it super important for businesses or even authors to have websites? Absolutely. So my my original background is an owner operator of lawn services. Since I was 20, 21, somewhere in that ballpark, I'd, I've owned and operated a couple of different landscape lawn services, whatever you want to call them, and kind of realizing through those endeavors that scaling that type of a business, especially something in Cleveland, Ohio, that's seasonal, you got an eight, maybe nine month work window, scaling that and getting employees for that was damn near impossible. Um, So instead of scaling that, I realized that I'd I'd always done all my own marketing. I'd made all my own shirts. I've done websites, flyers. I was able to keep myself self-employed and have the ability to bring on staff when needed, but never really found the right people. So I've decided with that, why not take those skills that I've been able to keep myself employed and then hire those out to those other people that are trying to get their own dreams going. Um, so that kind of, after trying to do all that by myself, and then it was actually a partnership with a buddy of mine, didn't work out. You know, most partnerships with friends don't work out, but realizing that I'm like, all right, I've tried by myself. I've tried with a partner. I got to get out of this business and try something else. And that's kind of where Colin can help came. It was about a week of, kind of lulling around like what do I do now like do I go try to do another lawn thing do I do another contracting thing where do I go and uh it was almost Colin's helping hands I'll give you that little gem on this show um I don't know how many people I don't think anybody really knows that it was almost Colin's helping hands I had shirts because I was thinking the same lines of Colin can help of what can I do I I can use my hands to make things digitally I could do things contractor wise didn't work so then I was like Colin can help knowing that Previously, I had scaling issues. 
knowing that I knew how to grow businesses for those that could get the right staff. And then it kind of just all came into play of, you know, website services, marketing services, and everything from there. Um, you, you had a double part of that. You wanted me to go into what authors and everything needs marketing or do you have yeah, specific yeah. Um, on that? Yeah, just um, just speak on um, as far as why websites are beneficials for one businesses and then two, um, how it could be helpful for authors as well. Um, I'm going to tie that into all in one. An author really needs to realize that you're not just an author, that you are a business as well. Um, whether they go through the whole process of getting their own DBA and things like that, which, I mean, at that point, you could write off things like things you do for people, things I do for people. Um, you could also get a little bit more protection that way, too, if you kind of become a company. But even if you don't like incorporate, you kind of need to think of yourself as a business. If you're self-published or published by somebody else, you're still a business in the fact that you need to sell those books. You, you know, it's not cheap to print a book. It's not cheap to market a book. So you need to find a way to get beyond, oh, I wrote a great story. Most people don't care about the story. Um, they care more about the person mixed with the story. Um, so websites in particular are a way to tell your own story, to tell the story in the way that you want the user experience to, to occur. You don't have that ability with your 105 page on Instagram, but you do have that ability on 105 Publishing. As long as you say, hey, Colin, we want this feature, we want this to happen, we go in and we program it. We can't do that to social media. So to have a website is your home base. It's also getting you more um, score, if you will, on search engines. So if, if there's 4,000 horror authors, but you have the word horror author written all over your website. You have, you know, corresponding links. Those things are getting instantly calculated and it's getting you to see, getting more people to see your content. It's kind of the, the highbrow of why an author would need a website. And so Colin, how does an author, if they, they want a website, they want to sell their book on their site or even just a site for their book, how would they get started? What's the first steps that they need to do and what what resources should they be looking up or researching to get this done? So there's a ton of different ways that you could do that. And it really depends on your um, proficiency with technology. You know, if, if you're comfortable with, with technology, you've, you've done things um, online before, you know, you could either go with a Wix um, Squarespace, things like that, that have templates that you could use. I'm not a huge fan of those. Um, even if you think that's the way to go, it often isn't. Um, I, I do all of my websites in WordPress. Um, just about every site that comes through my door is going to be hosted by Colin Can Help Hosting Services. And then we're going to build it through WordPress with a couple templates, like the 105 website. We just uh, recently used the same template and made it look completely different. Um, so we're kind of using these tools um, with WordPress, you're getting more interactivity, more um, kind of all those cool animations that you guys have that are custom programmed onto your site that really make your stuff stand out. You're not getting that on a, on a you know, Squarespace or a Wix. Um, but that's also too, if you are proficient, by all means, there's enough resources on the internet. Um, we know not everybody has a huge budget. Um, I try to make websites way too affordable, um, but you're able, if you have the question and the ability, the time, there's a thousand ways that you could pull up a, you know, a, a FAQ sheet or a troubleshooting sheet to figure out how do I do this? Type the question into Google, you, you figure it out. Um, but something that with, Word, with 
the WordPress sites that you guys have on yours too is back to your first question of business. You want to be able to advertise. You have to get your book out there. You have to get ad campaigns. And by having what they call the Facebook pixel on your website, it's just free code that you put onto the site and kind of tie that with your Facebook account. You're able to collect data for up to like six months on anybody that's coming to your site to then repopulate that into an ad. So if somebody's coming to 105's website, we know that they're at least somewhat interested, whether it's your books or the services you provide. So if you could already advertise to those people, you're kind of weeding through those people of just trying to see if they are interested in it. So one question I have for you, because I've actually had this and Patricia has as well, um, from about three authors that I can think of, um, one particularly just had a personal um, dislike of Amazon in her in her case. She just did not like Amazon. Um, so when we do get that author, if there is that author out there thinking to themselves, I don't really want to put it on a site like Amazon. I just want to sell it on my website. Is that something you would agree with, disagree with? And if so, why? Uh, I think when you were on my show, I gave you the advice of you need to be selling your own book. I'm I'm a big proponent of having your own platform. Um, authors being the one caveat to the advice that I give most people. Um, mo most books, granted, I mean, you have some books that are selling for a lot of money, but the average book is what, seven to $15, some, somewhere in that ballpark, I want to say. Yep. Um, so being a price point that is that low. Um, it's it's almost too much work to sell it through your website. We recently did um, for one of your guys, actually, um, they haven't launched it yet, so we won't say the exact name, but they're selling their books and the amount of effort that goes into getting getting that set up on your website to be constantly monitoring your email to know when orders come in to then have to get the packaging materials, the, the shipping labels, the get all of that ready in a timely manner, take it down to the post office. There's so many steps within that, that yeah, you know, not, not everybody likes the big guy Amazon, but they make it so easy to buy books. And the other reason why I'm kind of shifting my advice towards not selling it directly, unless you like, if, if you're going to sell some sort of a bundle, if, if you have a, a good enough brand that you could sell a book, a t-shirt, a coffee mug, a couple of things to make that price point worth the time spending to package it. I think, I think it makes sense. But the other big thing too, is if you focus all the sales through an Amazon, you're going to get more Amazon sales, which is going to help your Amazon ranking, which is going to help Amazon reviews, which again, is just going to fuel that fire to get your name higher and higher, which, I mean, you guys are in one of the biggest uh, competitive markets. It's kind of the same way when I started off with lawns, everybody has a, a lawnmower or a lawn guy for something, but by being able to stand out, I got business by the uh, author having 50 sales and 25 reviews on Amazon, if you're not even looking at it, but it just comes across as something suggested you might like by not selling it through your website and running all that traffic through it um, with the last part of that being sales tax. Why deal with sales tax across 50 different states if you don't have to? Um, so, so if you have enough volume or if you have an expensive enough book, I think there could be merit of selling it on your website, but Amazon makes things easy. I mean, I buy quite a bit of stuff off Amazon because it's easy. And arguably, it's it's also when we do get those trolls, um, people who think that the only people you should ever publish with are the Wileys, the Simon and Scholsters, the Penguin Random House. When we get those trolls who hate on us 
and say, well, you guys are crooks because you have services and, and, you, and you're not just publishing authors' books for free. It's kind of similar to what you just said, um, convenience, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I actually say this too. I had a, we had an author who ended up signing on with us, actually. She said, with the amount of knowledge that you put on the author advice videos, I could actually just figure out how to do this without you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's the point. Yeah, you can. But at the same time, we still go to the restaurant and order that burger that we could have made ourselves. Yeah, you always hear the analogy of, you know, you spent $200 on groceries, let's order a pizza, you know, and I I, I kind of, I think that's why you and I work together. Full disclaimer, I I do a lot of work for Jason. He mentioned the website, but, you know, I'm a consultant in things, but this is, none of this is is sponsored by 105. This is all my own. Any person that comes through, I'm giving, like you said, I'm going to give you 90% of the game free here it is so that 10 percent of nuance that i have in my brain that i keep in my brain is why it's a valuable service that i'm able to charge money for and the same way like you said if if on my website you go and you find an article about this this and this you got most of what you need you have the ballpark of the free stuff there but if you don't have the time or the ability or the want then yeah you could use use my services or 105 services but I wouldn't yeah. call you guys a crook. You guys are the most, I, everybody that I've been sent from you and sent to you, um, especially there's, there's more, not nothing against Jason, but everybody talks so highly of Patricia, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you everybody. That talks and I don't know if Jason told you, but while we have him on the record, I, I said that being one of the top listeners of your podcast, we need more Patricia talking. <laughs> you, you're, more- you, have, you have a very pull it out of you. But once it gets out of you, like, it's you, you, when you're passionate about the people you're talking with, like you, you can tell the genuineness coming out of that, which as a listener of a podcast, you're like, wow, she actually cares about people. She's actually trying to get to know the answers, not just question number three is how do you like your coffee? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm more of an introvert and Jason, he's the natural public speaker. So <laughs> that's why he talks. And he, he usually talks a lot anyways, outside of the podcast. So <laughs> that's normal. Well, 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 if he talks all the time outside the podcast, you use your recorded hours to get, get your input in there. It's as the <laughs> listener, I, I say, bring in more. All right. <laughs> so, so there, there you have it. From now on, you're going to be talking and I'll, I'll, I'll pitch in words here and there. Okay. <laughs> all right. On that note. Uh, I was going to chime in on the Amazon thing. We were talking earlier um, when we were at our book festival yesterday in Dallas. Um, we had a couple authors that said and that they asked us, is this book on Amazon? And it's like, yeah, it's also right here, too. <laughs> and right. Um, some people, they they just trust Amazon. And it's crazy to say that, although, you know, we're, sta- we're standing right there. We're in person. People are just... Amazon has created like this platform where it's just what people trust. They know they're going to get their free two day shipping because that's what they're paying for. So why not? Um, They, you know, that's just another thing to think about is that people, that's what they do. They trust Amazon. And and on the trust level, that goes back to um, when the 105 website started it didn't initially have the HTTPS at the beginning of it. Um, it, it took us a while um, being that we were building a website on a budget and kind of building it as the needs kind of provided themselves. Um, but that's something that a lot of people forget in a website too, is having a 
is called an SSL certificate, um, which gets you that HTTPS and the little lock symbol. Um, and just by having that, like I, I explain it, you're going to pay seventy to eighty dollars a year to have that in, with most plans. But if you're going to be selling anything or asking for any emails, why would I give an email to an address that says not secure? Um, and and payments too. That's that's another thing of if you're an author and like I said, a lot of authors aren't filing themselves under an LLC or a DBA as a sole proprietor or anything like that. So think about if you have a website and you are selling, I don't know, a book or two a month, not doing great, but you know, have a little bit of volume and your website gets hacked and all the credit card information that people have put in there then goes out to these hackers. You're actually then liable for anything that happened to that information. So that's kind of another route where having Amazon where they already have their credit card on file, they click one button and it's buy now and it's already done, or they click the one button and it already goes to their Kindle. Um, literally every other profession except authors, I'm recommending using your website to sell and deliver products and services. But the way that, because uh, you guys know better than I do, but whatever the royalty percentage Amazon takes isn't bad. The the cost to print isn't bad. The The Customer service, like you said, you know if there's an issue that you're going to get another book sent to you. So like, there's there's a lot of reasons to hate the big guys in some people's mind, but I mean, there's a reason it's a trillion dollar company. <laughs> yeah, most definitely, and and even um, and some authors are real surprised when I say this because we we will print for authors. However, in order to get that competitive rate that Amazon has just for one book. Right, and we're mainly like talking copies or something. Right, so, I mean, we're talking <laughs> like three to four dollars per book for one book, right? Right. Whereas with us, you have to order a minimum of fifty books, which never makes sense because when you do the math on that, it's like it comes out to anywhere between ten and twelve dollars a book. It's, I mean, there's you know, there's nothing. And in that point too, if you're doing that and you have to sell your book at $15, but the Amazon price is 10, I want to support the author, but I'm going to save five bucks, you know? Correct. Correct. And another thing that I want to ask you that I just saw on Facebook today, and I wanted you to touch on this, had a lady who had this whole, I don't get what's up with people on, on Facebook, writing their blogs on posts. You notice that people will just literally just blog their life away and tell all their problems and everything all on Facebook. Anyhow, this lady wrote this entire journal saying how I don't understand how I've spent a total of $1,000 when Facebook says boost and I've spent $100 here and $500 here and I'm at $1,000 now and literally no one has bought my book. This thing is pointless. What is your advice to someone like that and why could that not have been working for that author uh this brings me to my favorite selling point of colin can help our two-star review on google i love that thing i and i, and I sell products off of that regularly <laughs> um i i had a client you could go to google if you really want to know his name but not not necessary for the story and came referred to me by another author so you know at the time i was able to get her a website and he saw the website, he liked it. So took over his social media and his website design and without paid ads and no, maybe we did 50 or a hundred dollars, no, no, no big campaign, kind of just throwing a little bit at it. After I went and, and made, made new graphics for him, made a new website, but still the same book covers, still the same books, still the same descriptions of the books. 
he was up 25,000% in traffic within the first, sec, first, between the first and second month, 25,000%. Wow. Which when you're starting at next to no traffic, 25,000% is I'm giving him a couple thousand views. But people were going to his site and not buying the books. Why weren't they buying the books? Could have been the covers, could have been the descriptions, could have been a lot of things. It could have been all of those things. But if I'm getting traffic there, my job's done. So but how do I get traffic there? I think plays to why I brought that story up is Boost isn't a bad thing. I've used Boost, but Boost doesn't really let you get the specifics. Boost allows you to allow Facebook to kind of make the choices, which a lot of time they make the right choices. Um, but the problem there is um, like we're running that uh, that ad campaign for you guys right now where I'm running 10 different things at a dollar a day instead of putting $100 a day. So you could absolutely blow $500 on an ad. And the reason that that might not succeed is the creative in that ad wasn't right. The call to action in that ad wasn't right. And kind of the same way, um, if you like craps, I love the craps table. It's kind of intimidating if you don't know how to play, but once you start to play, it's the best game in the casino. Same way, that's the same way ads are with Facebook, Instagram, Google, YouTube, in, any of these platforms. You, you're gambling and you need to hedge your bet. What, what that means in terms of ads is don't put $500 on boosting one post. That's asinine. That Nobody's going to be able to see that and, and go on that. But if you had $500 to spend, we could do a lot of things. You can do, say, $100 on brand engagement. So you'd get $100 of people coming towards you to find your, your page and like your page and hopefully see some updates. You could do realistically, you should kind of have, um, if you go not through Boost, but go through your ads manager, we're specifically talking about Facebook, Instagram for this scenario. Um, but you could go through and you could really get a lot more deep and, and dive into it. Um, what you should be doing is if you're wasting $500, you probably didn't go through your analytics page of Instagram and all the other places you're at to see what is your demographic. Um, for Collins Conversations, my podcast, we're pulling mostly 20 to 34 year old males from the Midwest. Go figure, I'm interviewing mostly 20 to 30 year old males from the Midwest. So their fan base is coming that way. You guys have a little bit older fan base because you have older authors. You also have younger authors, but you're able to get this data and then plug that into the ads. So you already have a little bit of information, run a couple ads like this, couple ads like this. Don't go just for buy my book because you and I've talked about that with a hundred different people you've talked to me about. Nobody wants to buy your book, but you could convince everybody to buy your book. You know what I mean? If, if it's just buy me, buy me, buy me, I don't really care. But if it's, oh, yeah, you know, I'm working on this. I've been working on this for a year. I've been doing this. You, you get to kind of be involved in it. It works. And this is the same with an ad. It should kind of start off with, hey, 105 Publishing, we have a Facebook page. Follow us. After that, the same way with your, you have the ability to get all these different things of, um, if you're selling books all about um, Africa, so let's say you're selling something about the Senegali peanut, you should target Senegal. You know what I mean? So like you have the ways to, by taking a big sum of money and breaking it into pieces, not take those big losses. So they probably spent too much time writing their Facebook blog and not enough time researching different ways to, to place ads, if that answers that question. Yeah, absolutely. So for a new author starting out, first thing they would want to do is to get hire 105 publishing. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Of course, of course. Once their book is out and it's published, 
what would you say? Um, would you say they should dive into the website, dive into the advertising or marketing? I think I'm, I'm glad you asked that question the way you did, because every one of the authors I've worked with does this wrong. Um, you should have a website before your book is finished. You should have social media, like from the time you know you're going to be trying to go at this as like, whether it's a full-time thing or just a serious thing. Um, reason being, how many times have has a client given you, given you a deadline of say, you know, the first of the month and, you know, they're expecting to get everything going on the first of the month. Um, but websites, especially, um, I, I use the description kind of, especially with authors, the, the correlation of beta readers. I could build the site. It works great on my computer. I send you the website. It might not look right on your tablet or your phone or things like that. So by having this stuff kind of already in advance, you're able to go through all the bugs. You're able to kind of go through that user experience and go click, 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 able to send it to your friends, able to get a little bit of feedback before you start throwing money on things. Um, realistically, I would say, say if your book's going to launch, um, what's your guys turn around on a book? You guys do it pretty quickly, but like, what, what's the average time from when somebody talks to you to when the book is finished? 45 to 60 days. I would say they want to talk to somebody like me the day they talk to somebody like you. Um, if, if not talk to me before they even talk to somebody like you. Um, again, reason being to have that website in place to kind of start already figuring out how to tell the story, to get the tools like Canva that we were talking about, to really understand the branding behind it, because you want to have at least a 60 day run, I would say, to promote a book. Um, 60 to 90, 90 kind of stretches it out in today's world. I don't want to hear about your story for 89 days. I'm not going to care about it by the time it comes out. But if you could find a way to kind of get all of that in order well before it's done. So that way, you know, by the time it's, you guys get stuff uploaded on Amazon, you just go into the website and update a link or two instead of while you're already stressing about a press run or stressing about getting the final edits done, already have your website and your social stuff finished, especially your social too, because then you can use the the interactions with you guys or the footage of, you know, just, just got this back from the editor to kind of build that awareness in your community of like things are moving. You're taking this seriously. You're, you have a publishing company, you have an editor, you have an illustrator. Like these are those little things that people are going to get really jealous about or really excited about for you if you could share those. And by not having that in place, you're missing out on all that, what I would call like low hanging fruit content, really easy stuff to get people on your side. Yeah, I'm happy you brought that up um, because it is definitely uh, Im imperative to at least start something, um, at least start letting people know. And I'm thinking about our most successful authors and there have been authors who they personally um, Ugochi is, is one, the author of Beautiful. She, I mean, she literally was pretty much sold out of all the books we printed for her before they even got to her address, right? Um, and that was because she kept on talking about it and talking about it. Um, so, you know, that that is a, a definitely a good point. Um, so even if you're not working with us, right, it's okay to ask your illustrator, hey, can I get some content early, right? Can I get some things early just for marketing purposes? Because I do have Colin doing my website and I'd like to have some type of content 
prior to it being completely done. Yeah, I think we should definitely start doing that. We should even present, you know, how we present the cover, Mm -hmm. giving our authors the social media file so they can start, you know, posting coming soon, coming soon. Um, You know, not every day leading up to your book launch, something to give your potential audience to look forward to. So what you're saying, just to recap, is an author has the idea of I'm going to write a book geared towards children who need therapy, right? Or geared towards children who are going through bullying and really need to have that voice to let them know that I am here to listen or I am here to help. You're saying even before we get started on on editing and formatting and book cover design and all of that, either during that process or right when they talk to us, they should already be talking to you as far as an idea of their audience. And this is for website and marketing I'm talking. So as far as their audience is concerned, as far as the content on their site, they're saying they should get started um, like literally right when they start talking to their publisher. Do the same planning that you would for a character for the launch. You know what I mean? You're not just starting at the at the peak of the story you're starting at the beginning like you're saying kind of start telling the story to social media as so i I, you know you guys do a lot of custom characters for your books so kind of once you have um they've already talked about it on your show so we'll use professor ping as an example once they completely figured out what ping should look like at that point i'm putting out ping to everybody that the real ping knows and kind of saying look this is the character. This is the 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 brand mascot. You know, what I mean, kind of just making that announcement early. And again, we're not talking anything about you know go buy Hanks with the Dead, even though you should go buy Hanks with the Dead. But you start off the story, and by that way, you're not just saying bye bye bye. You're showing that it's not all ups. You're showing the whole way. And by by showing the ups and the downs, and you know, you might get a manuscript back from Patricia that just all red pen everywhere. And she's like, I don't even know what you were thinking about doing here, but you're able to show that and show, yeah, look, I am serious about my craft. Like I'm open to feedback. I have an editor tore through this, but I'm going to spend the next day and three pots of coffee figuring out how to get this right. So by the earlier you start, you're able to get a deeper hold. And if you start late, you're kind of going for that superficial bye, bye, bye. I put a lot of money in this. Please support it. Yeah, I think um, showing your journey through authorship from start to finish is very is is a very great idea. Um, it'll definitely bring more more readers, um, but it'll whatever audience you're trying to reach, it will definitely reach them, um, and it it it'll even show people that they can write a book too. No, they can't. Um, like Writing like a book you is so said. hard. <laughs> What'd you say? Don't don't give them false hope. Writing a book is so hard. I could talk and give you all this information. I could write blog article after blog article, but you, I mean, Jason and everybody else has done it. More more power to you to go through the whole process and edit it. And by the time from page one to two hundred, still you're still making sense. Or even if it's page one to thirty, and you're still making sense and still have people's attention, like that's it's it's a skill that you could go to school all day. And I don't think you're learning it. Um, you either got it and, or you don't. Yeah, um, it is not easy at all. And I, I will say everybody can write a book 
but that doesn't mean everybody should write a book. So <laughs> that's an editor catching me on my words. Well played. Well played. <laughs> okay. So I, I think, you know, we definitely did touch on both topics as far as uh, websites and marketing is concerned. Um, these are both things that do need to be talked about early. And as we grow, we're even learning. Um, you know, we made a lot of mistakes um, in the very, very beginning and we'll continue to make mistakes. But the biggest thing is, is that we're going to keep on going. And so um, I'm happy that we spoke today because even I learned some things. And can you let everyone know, besides just through me, if they want to get a hold of you, how they can? Um, well, first, you start off by wiring me $8 million. Um, <laughs> but if for some reason you need explanation on how to do that, ColinCanHelp.com, um, all your social media, Colin can help, all one word. Um, one other thing that we didn't bring up that I think is crucial um, that I wanted to bring up, I'm looking at it over here, is this is my business card. I think it's something you should either have in my realm, a business card is great, or in your guys' realm, having a custom bookmark with QR codes and things like that. Um, I mean, you guys are just at a trade show and you know the secret is candy, but it's also being able to put something physical in somebody's hand because again, you're, you're, you have a thousand people, especially if you're an author and you're following author groups. I mean, you have so many people just slamming book by book by book where you forget about it. You know, I mean, even even some of my favorite musicians, I, I kind of forget that they have a, a project coming out in a couple of weeks. But if I have something in my hand and that's kind of the reason why this one, um, i made it look like a credit card um, so that same back looks like a credit card and it's got all sorts of creative things on it. But if I hand this to you, you're actually going to put this in your wallet where you go home at the end of the night, you pull out your wallet or your whatever, you know, stuff out of your pockets. You have that. Um, so I think that's something that a lot of authors, like like you mentioned, they should be focusing on digital. But again, you're trying to sell a book after all, and you're not trying to make pr paper products to help push it. Um, so I, I think that's something that's missed by a lot of authors or two for a social media campaign. Authors seem to love coffee. That's something that I've picked up on. Maybe it's just the right amount of caffeine. I know it helps me write, but to to instead of giving away a book, give away a coffee mug, give away you know, something usable that has that brand recognition on it. Because um, again, there's a, there's a theory in marketing where if I give you something, you feel the need to reciprocate. Whether that's I give you 90% of the course for free, you feel like you should pay for the next 10. Or if, I, if you win a book and a mug and a pencil, then maybe you're like, oh, they got a book and I've been, I love that coffee mug. We should, we should buy that. Um, so, so I would definitely think about things like that because um, a lot of businesses now are forgetting about that. Um, I, I'm sure you guys have, you have your nice banners and everything that you take to the show, but, um, that's one thing that I think you left out of the questioning that I've been kind of reintroducing as a, as something too, when I talk to authors about marketing, but the, to answer your question, Colin can help anywhere or, um, 216-469-8676, call me directly, text me directly. And let's, um, instead of you guys struggling, let's, you know, Colin can help. Love it. Love it. And I do love that, um, that tip that you did give that as far as, you know, not just giving out a free book, um, which many people, you know, probably do appreciate, I'm sure they do, but a coffee mug or a pen or something that they can actually use and say, Hey, I need this for something on almost a daily basis. I love that. Yeah.
if you could write a story, I don't know how many times I've been sent a book for a, a client or just people want to get on my show that are authors. And I'm looking at it like you bored me with the back paragraph and you bored me with the cover. I'm not investing 135 pages in you. So kind of just put all those things together and marketing is just reverse engineering what you want to happen in your business. So if you could just think of it as simple as that, I want sales. How do you get book sales? Just keep reverse engineering everything. You've got your answers or you call me. Love it. Yeah, that's uh, some great advice. <laughs> Good marketer right here. <laughs> you, you say that, but all I do is reverse engineer the question you give me. What's the most logical answer and how detailed can we give you that logical answer? And mm -hmm. then you figure out how many billable hours are behind it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's all that it is, you know? <laughs> This has been the 105 Way Podcast. You can tune in every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Talk to you soon.